Good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening, and good evening. This is your host for this evening, Pastor James Doggett Jr. I am so excited that you all have chosen to tune in and join us on this particular evening because God has something great in store for us. I want you guys to pause real quick. Go ahead and come on in. Make yourself at home. We are live. We want to make sure that everyone around us knows that God is doing something great here at the Quarantine Moving Forward Revival. So pause real fast. Go ahead and press that share button. We need to share this live feed because someone you know needs to receive what God is ready to give on this particular evening. Again, I say thank you for tuning in on a Sunday evening. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to announce to you that we have finally reached the third week of our quarantine moving forward revival. If God has been good to you, if you know that the Lord has been blessing throughout this revival, I want you to go ahead and just press that heart button. Let us know that you appreciate the move of God that has been taking place for the last two weeks, the last 14 days. Tonight is our 15th night in our revival. We have a week ahead of us that is going to be power packed, that is going to be amazing, and God is definitely going to get his glory. I want to remind you who we have who's going to be coming and leading us in worship this week. We have none other than Pastor Lola Moore, who's going to be coming through tomorrow night and delivering that powerful word. On Tuesday, we have Pastor Keith Goodman, who's going to join us and take us even higher. We have on Wednesday, Michelle Moda. Pastor Moda is going to come through with anointing and with power. On Thursday, we have Pastor Kagia Scott, who's also going to take us higher in the Lord. On Friday night, we have Pastor Jamie Kalasar, and he's going to do an amazing job. And of course, on Saturday, we have, wait, wait, wait. I'm not going to give it away. No, not yet, because Saturday, you already know, is our QR mystery night. And we're going to have a mystery speaker and a mystery artist. So you definitely don't want to miss that evening. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Go ahead and join us and press that share button so that those around you can know that God is doing something great here at the Quarantine Moving Forward Revival. Can I tell you guys that I did not come by myself tonight? Oh, I got a surprise for you. I brought someone who is power packed, someone who I love dearly, someone who you all know who has been doing an amazing job in delivering the gospel and working for the Lord and building the kingdom. And it is none other than my friend, Pastor Marquise Johns. Pastor Johns is going to join us tonight, and I'm looking forward to this amazing time in the Lord. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have a good time tonight. Now, let me go ahead and give some shout outs because you guys have already begun to tell us where you are tuning in from, and I appreciate you guys doing that from the jump. We want to remind you that in the comment section, we need you to tell us where are you watching this live stream from. We see some people from Hampton, Virginia. Hampton, thank you for coming through tonight. We got Charlotte. North Carolina, who's representing Ohio, Christiansburg, Virginia, Hampton, and Roanoke, Virginia. Virginia's strong in the stream tonight. We appreciate you guys for coming through. We got Huntsville in the building. Let us know, where are you tuning in from? We want to make sure that we show you some love and we tell you that we appreciate you for taking this time to come and worship with us here at the Quarantine Moving Forward. Oh, I see some New Yorkers in the building. Okay. We thank you, New York. We got Pennsylvania. We got Bermuda. Hey, the Bermudians have been been representing all quarantine revival long. We appreciate you guys. And I want you guys to know that we have been doing so much 
in not just experiencing the move of God here at the Quarantine Revival, but we also have been able to bless families, bless people who are in a place of financial struggle. And I want to remind you guys where your dollars and your cents have been going. I need to make sure that you know that we are being absolutely transparent with the money that is flowing in. And we want you to know that you're making an impact and a difference in the lives of people all around us. You've been able to bless a young lady, a single mother in Virginia with $531, bless a Houston single mother with $400, bless a Florida family with $325. You've been able to bless a Michigan single mother with $400, a Florida pregnant woman with $400, another Jamaican single mother uh, with $409, and a Florida family with $535. Let me tell you guys, you all are amazing. You brought in over $3,000 to bless people who are in financial need. Let me go ahead and celebrate you one more time and say thank you. Thank you for giving. Thank you for being a part of this mighty move of God. Thank you for allowing God to use you as his hands and feet and to make an impact in people's lives that are around us. Again, we want to remind you if you desire to give tonight, you have a few different options you can give through Cash App, that avenue. You need to make sure that you use the money sign, the quarantine revival. That is, again, the money sign, the quarantine revival via Cash App. And we, again, thank you so very much for using this avenue. Many of you have been utilizing Cash App, and we appreciate all of the money, the resources, the seeds that have been sown into Cash App to help these families who are in need. We also want you to know that we have another avenue. That is the quarantine revival at gmail.com. Again, that is the quarantine revival at gmail.com. We want you to see that because that is the avenue through which you can give via PayPal. Those of you who don't have Cash App, we completely understand and we want to make sure that you know that you can give by using our Gmail account, the quarantine revival at gmail.com via PayPal. And every cent that goes to these different avenues will go toward blessing those who are in need. Let me stop here. And I know that you are with me. If you are excited about those who've been able to, to experience the blessing of God, the answer to their prayers, because you have been faithful. If you celebrate God, that you've been able to be a, a blessing in the lives of other people, y'all didn't just come to get a word. You came to not receive a blessing, but to be a blessing. And we celebrate you. We say thank you for you. And if you're excited about it, go ahead and press that heart button. Press that heart button. Let us know that you appreciate what God is doing here at the Quarantine Revival and blessing people's lives. Let me tell you guys that we are again in the final week. This is week three. We're launching into our last week. And I want to remind you guys of what God is going to do and what you need to be about in this final week. Did you know that those of you who are um, about a, a track and field runners, you know that there is this this race that's called the 440. Now, in this race, you need to know that good, strategic, amazing, skilled runners, they don't just go out on the field and just run. No, there is a strategy to this thing because normally in a 440 race, you run around that track and the first couple of times around the track, the runner is telling them this, themselves, this is the strategy, pace yourself, pace yourself, pace yourself. Those first three laps, you're running, you're running, and that runner is getting a good pace going. And they're telling themselves, pace yourself, pace yourself, pace yourself. And then finally, when you reach the final lap, y'all, I'm telling you that we're in the final lap here of this quarantine moving forward revival. When you reach the final lap, that's when the runner's strategy shifts because they call that final lap 
the gun lap. That's when you hear that gun go off. And that gun is a, it is a, sim, it's a symbol that tells you that you are almost home. You're almost there. This is the final lap around this track. And when you hear that gun go off, pow, that is the indication that now your strategy needs to shift from pacing yourself to just running with everything you got. That's when you leave it out on the field. That's when you don't run with any inhibitions. That's when you let everything that you have trained for, that's when you let it out and you run with all your might. Let me tell you all that this final week, we're not about pacing ourselves. This final week, we're going to give God everything. We're going to come and we're going to to run with all of our might and with all of our strength. Every preacher is going to come in here and they're going to give it their very best. Every singer is going to come in here and give it their very best. And we need for you, when you show up, show up ready, show up excited, show up as if God is about to do something great in your life. Because here it is, we are in the gun lap of this race. The gun has already sounded. I hear the gun that's gone off. And this final lap of our quarantine moving forward revival is one where God is going to bless you real, real. If you're ready for a blessing, if you're asking God for a miracle, if you're excited about what the Lord is capable of doing, and you want to see God flex his divine muscles in your life, let me go ahead and see you put in that comment section. Say, amen. I want you to say, amen. Press that heart button. Let us know that you have a level of anticipation in your spirit. And you know, God is about to move and he's about to move in a mighty and marked way. I'm excited. Oh my Lord. I'm so excited about what God has in store for us because tonight I need you to know that tonight we do have a preacher who is in the house. We have none other than Pastor Corey Johnson. Pastor Johnson is here and we're excited because he's going to deliver a message to us that is exactly what we need for this time, a relevant message. I know that this this preacher has skill, he has gifting, but I need you to know that more than skill and gifting, he has the anointing of God on his life. And I read somewhere in the Bible where it says that it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. You need some anointed preachers and speakers to come. And this man of God has the anointing on him, which is why I'm excited, which is why I have a celebration uh, in my spirit that is just moving me. I'm going to be shouting tonight, and I hope that you guys are ready to receive Pastor Corey Johnson is going to do an amazing job in taking us to the throne. I want to tell you guys that we don't believe that this quarantine revival is about one person. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about we. Let me say that again. This quarantine revival is all about collaboration. It's about us coming together as brothers and sisters in Christ and doing something great and building the kingdom in a relevant way during these strange times. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I want you guys to tell us how this quarantine revival has been a blessing to you. This is your opportunity, y'all, to brag on God, to testify about how God has used the speakers, used the singers, used the avenue through which you can give to those families who are in need how God has used this quarantine moving forward revival to be a blessing in your life. This is what I want you guys to do. I want you guys, if you're about it, if you're willing to do it, I want you to record a short video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to see your face. We want to see your face. We want to hear your story. How has this quarantine revival impacted you? We got one more week, y'all. And I want to know what God has done in the first 14 days for you during this revival, which means if you can, please record a video and send it to us. You can send it to us through Facebook Messenger. Send it to the Quarantine Revival Facebook page. Send it to James Dogger Jr. Facebook page. If you want to, you can send it to us through email through the quarantine revival at gmail.com. We just need you to record yourself. Tell us what God has done through this quarantine revival 
to bless you. And we would love to be able to hear that testimony and play it so that the world can hear. I actually have someone who shared a similar testimony that God has been good. And I want to let you guys in on what God has done in blessing this family through the quarantine revival. And I want you guys, again, if you desire, I want you to record something like this and send it in to us so that we can hear your story, your quarantine revival story. Let me go ahead and play this video for you because I need you guys to know what God has been doing. Good evening, quarantine revival family. My name is Ebony Liddell. I have the privilege of being one of the worship leaders at Patmos Chapel SDA and um, know Pastor JD now for a few years. Um, I was just speaking to him earlier, letting him know that the quarantine revival in this ministry is just such a great supplement to our own church programs. And it's just really refreshing to have that up close and personal environment um, that he has created. Um, not only is it touching people and helping people all over the globe, but it has come a little bit closer to home for me. My husband is not as involved in the church as I am. So naturally he doesn't really get excited or jump at too many church programs because they do take a lot of my time. So I have been truly um, surprised to find that he has enjoyed the quarantine revival so much that it is now a pivotal time in our home. Every night we gather around and we watch the revival. He shares it with his family and his friends. And it has just been amazing to see that this innovative way to worship and spread the gospel is not only um, bringing people closer to Christ, but those of us that are already um, in the church or already in ministry, it's really penetrating into our homes and bringing families closer together. So I just want to encourage you, JD. I want to affirm you, um, Pastor JD, that whatever help um, is needed to really keep this thing going, we are here for you, whether it's to pray for people, um, whether it's for assistance um, in the technical space or whatever you may need. We need to make sure that this continues to go on and we support you. Have a great night, everybody. Amazing. Amazing. I thank you so very much, Ebony, for sharing your testimony. It means so much to us that you are willing to tell us to share with the world what God is doing through this revival. And again, in your transparency, we celebrate you and thank you for the offer of support, the offer of prayer. We absolutely will be linking up and moving forward together. If you guys have a similar story, my request is that you would please do something similar. Send us a short video. Let us know what it is that God has done and how God has blessed you during this time of quarantine through this revival. I love it. And I again, appreciate you, Ebony, for coming through and inspiring us with your amazing story. God be praised. Let's go ahead and celebrate God. If you appreciate God, for what he did in Ebony's life and what he's doing in your life. Press that like button, press that heart button. Again, we are thankful for what God is doing, for what God is doing. If my, my, my friend Marquise Johns is in the building, I'm gonna ask him to come through one time and to join me as we worship together. See, y'all thought I was joking. Let me go ahead and let's let y'all know that let's this go. man is in the building. What's let's good, go. Pastor let's Johns? Go. What's let's good? Go. Let's go. Let's go. Listen, I'm just happy <laughs> to still be in between the boundaries of the Alpha and oh. Omega. I don't hear nobody talking tonight. Oh. I'm just happy to still be in the boundaries. Yes, sir. <laughs> of 
the Alpha and Omega, <laughs> knowing that the quarantine revival cannot outlast the Omega that is no. my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come I'm on. just encouraging the Lord that this Bible is a book about God's people and how God shows up for them. And that in this time of quarantine, what he's done is just taken away some of our carnal swords and replaced them with spiritual swords. I don't Come hear on. nobody on this evening. And Come it's on. only going to go higher. I just want to praise God, not only for the vision, but for the visionary. God hey. bless you, man of God, as you have been downloaded into by God, this exceptional vision that is Come blessing on. people. I, I want to share a testimony of somebody that I know is watching. Uh, okay. Sophia Walker, yeah. who was on the front lines. You heard me talk about her on mm -hmm. the front lines, helping people. I mean, showcased on uh, 60 Minutes on how she was uh, running uh, 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 the, the, the nurses ward there and getting people and, and uh, uh getting them ready to just stay, stay off this whole COVID-19. Yeah, 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 yeah. But wouldn't you know it, the enemy tried to steal her joy by allowing her, by, by get her contracting COVID-19. Come on. So she had to be separated from her family for a little bit, mm -hmm. but she was watching every night, even before she was diagnosed <laughs> with COVID-19. She was watching every night, every night, every night, every night. So then, Sophia, I'm telling your story right now. Come she on. Was, I seen her come on. She was in her hotel. She was watching. She, she hit me up. She said, look, Marquise, look, I'm telling you, y'all need to videotape this. Y'all need to yeah, 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 package yeah. it up. Y'all need yeah, to yeah, get yeah, it yeah. out because it has been such a blessing. And, and, and JD, I just want to affirm again, the vision, but also the visionary. Amen. God is very intentional yeah. in, in the story of the, the liberation of the children of Israel Come on. from Egypt. Come on. It wasn't Moses's rod that did everything. Come on. Actually, when you read the story, Aaron's rod, which brings to fruition something that God says in Isaiah 60 and verse seven, okay. he glorifies the house of his glory and so you don't need to be on here trying to take glory for yourself you don't Come need on. to be on here talking about what you've done and how Come god on. has blessed you you just be faithful and god will glorify the house yes, of sir. his glory and there yes, may sir. be many revivals happening but he has yes, used the rod that is james doggett jr to split this sea in Come on. what was in the temporal and what has now been in the technical are you and preaching <laughs> you say we're going higher tonight let's go let's go higher baby let's i appreciate go. it let's go let's go <laughs> Come on, the spirit is already here, y'all. The let's word go, is already going go. forth. And, and they don't have any idea what this young man is about to do on here tonight. Mm. Listen, come through, Holy Ghost. Come, come through. through, Holy Ghost. We ready. We are ready. We're on the edge of let's our go. seat. Let's we go. have I an listen, insatiable literally. desire. We're ready. <laughs> We're salivating. Let's go. Ready. Let's, go. let's go. Let's eat. Let's eat. We're ready to eat, Pastor. And listen, we didn't just come with Pastor Marquise Johns, who just blessed y'all real quick with the a hot word. I, I'm sorry, but that was hot off the press. That thing was fresh. And I'm not going to lie. It blessed my spirit and blessed my soul. But guess what? We also have someone else, Pastor Keith Marquise Johns, who came uh -huh. through as well. I think Dr. Kenneth Manders is in the building. Come oh, on, Mr. President. Come on, Mr. President. <laughs> the president of the rock has landed. The president of the Bermuda. Come on. Our, our president. We thank you, sir, for coming through and gracing us with your presence. I don't know why you would even do this. <laughs> I've been doing two and a half weeks of just church. Come why on. Would you the president to spoil everything. No, we need you. has just said, man, mm -hmm. God bless you as a visionary. This okay. thing has belted the earth. You hear me? Wow. Mm. wow. The world can't wait to tune in here tonight, man. We've got to keep this thing going, man. We have uh, a church. Yes, so yes. See, y'all, y'all. You know, I used to want to be like your daddy. 
Yeah. But now yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be like the sun. <laughs> no, nah, man. It's still pops I, is still the standard I, I, for I, me, man. <laughs> if you see the father, if you see the son, you know you see the, the you see hey, come on yeah. through, come on through, come on. See, through. Dr. And Man listen, is about to preach too. Y'all don't know he's listen, about to listen. drop that word. No, no, listen, no, no, man, no, no. We've been ministering to people who are broken. We've encouraged people who don't even go to church to, to join this thing. They have been joining each night and they are excited about the word every night. They're tuned in right now, man. Some of them have lost loved ones, and but they're here tonight yeah. just enjoying the word night Amen. by night by night. It's been a family thing around the world, man. Wow. General Conference shut down, but the quarantine is open up. Hey, come on, Holy Ghost. Come on. The doors of the church, the church never shut down, and the church is still on, alive. And come, on, and come on, come on, not prevail against the church. Come, come on, on come on. We are excited about this thing, and we just want to thank God for what God is doing and the decisions that are being made in people's lives. We're talking about transformation taking place, and yeah. we want to come out of this this quarantine transformed by His grace. I'm, yeah. I feel like a, a new creature in Christ. I don't know about you, but I, I'm about I feel it. On, I feel it. Good for our souls, man. Amen. Well, thank you so much for coming through and pronouncing that blessing on the quarantine revival. Pastor Marquise Johns, I actually asked Dr. Manders to come through. And of course, he was he's willing. This man is just about ministry. He's about building the kingdom, anything that he can do to inspire and encourage other people. He's down. So one of the things I asked him to do when he came through when, you know, coming through tonight, I want him to take us to the throne. I yeah, asked yeah, if yeah, he would prepare yeah, himself yeah. to pray because we need yeah. prayer. Y'all do know that more prayer more power. We need to take our intercession to the throne. And what we're going to do is we're going to assault the heavens tonight. But Pastor Manders, I'm going to ask if you can just cover these people. I want to say some names because people have been sending us specific requests to the Facebook page, the Quarantine Revival Facebook page. Let me just share these names. I'm just going to call the name out. God knows why their name is on this list. And we're just going to cover this list in prayer. Let me go ahead and throw some names out here. We have Eric Teamer, um, who dealt with a quadruple bypass. Uh, we have Melvin Ingram, spine surgery, Nadine uh, Tarpley, financial stability, and, and Maxinda uh, Desir. We're praying for Cheryl uh, Tomlinson. We're pr praying for Sharon. We're praying for Cindy. Uh, we're praying for Anthony Reed. We're praying for Dr. Doggett, his health and wellness. We're praying for Karen Absolutely. Ingram. We're praying for River Siracos, who just had a seizure today, that God would be with nice. her. Yeah, we're praying for Janet. We're praying for the Hanson family, who just lost a loved one and are going through the season of bereavement. We're praying for Jaquanda. We're praying for Gerald Wilson. We're praying for Yvonne Banks. And the list goes on. We're praying that God would bless those who've lost loved ones. God would bless those who are in financial difficulty. We're praying that God will bless those who have the, the enemy coming and attacking their minds with depression, anxiety, fear, trepidation. We're praying that God would bless families, that God would go into the homes of each and every family, that he would turn that home into a piece of heaven on earth. We're praying that God would use this quarantine revival, that we would not waste this time and opportunity, but that God would use it as a means of elevation, that we go to the next dimension in him. Pastor Manders, take us to the throne, pray for us, intercede on our behalf. We're ready to, to go to God in prayer. Let's pray, family. Father, we thank you that we can enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. Yes. We thank you for this invitation to come and lift up your name because you are worthy to be praised. We thank you that you inhabit the praises of your people, that in your presence there is fullness of joy, yes. and at your right hand there are pleasures at the moment. We want to say thank you for this quarantine revival. Our hearts have been touched by the spirit of the living God night by night. 
you have ministered to us through song and through sermon and through words of encouragement, through testimony mm, of mm, lives who have mm. been anchored in the Lord and touched during this lockdown. We've been set free during a lockdown. Yes. We want to thank My you God. that brokenhearted have found mm. healing. We thank you that there is no trial, no temptation, no difficulty that we can't handle because we are serving the one who is the Alpha and the Omega hey. and everything in between. We are excited about the messages that we have heard night by night. Yes. They have encouraged our souls and we are mm -hmm. on the battlefield for the Lord. Lord, we lift up before you the number of names yes. that have been called. You know the issues. You understand the trials, the tests, the difficulties. We pray for Eric. You know yes. the situation. We ask mm -hmm. that you bless mm -hmm. Elvin and go by Nadine mm -hmm. and, and Desir. Mm -hmm. and, and, and just, Lord, please, would you touch heal and deliver in Please. every situation. We thank you that prayer is the answer to every problem in life because it puts us in tune with divine wisdom, which knows how to adjust everything just perfectly. So often you, we don't pray because we don't know the situation, but we thank you that you are a God who can heal, touch, yes. and deliver. So we're yes. asking mm. that you would be the bomb in Gilead. That mm -hmm. you would heal the sin sick soul. We pray mm -hmm. that you'll be the one who goes by the one who is uh, downcast tonight and pick them up. Mm -hmm. We ask that you'll be with the one who has lost a loved one. Father, mm -hmm. many have lost loved ones during this, this um, coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And they are in their valley. But we thank you that you've been to the valley. Yes. We thank you that you have uh, tasted death, hell, and the grave, mm -hmm. that you have the keys in your pocket so that, yea, though we walk through the valley, you said that you would be with us. Yes. Activate your promise on our behalf. Mm -hmm. Lord, I am with you, and you, I will never leave you nor forsake mm -hmm. you. Bless your people, God, to trust you when they can't trace you, to experience you when they can't explain you, and may tonight sense afresh and anew that he is with us that there is no storm, no difficulty, no trial, no, no, no test where you cannot help us to overcome. And we thank you that Jesus Christ is accessible, he's available, and he is ready to deliver. I pray for the speaker tonight, God, as he comes before your people. I pray that you would give him words of life, that you would put fire in his bones, Holy Ghost in his heart, uh, the word of the life in his soul, and the word of God in his mouth. And ere we finish this meeting tonight, may we be set free by the spirit of the living God. Touch us, Lord. Deliver us, I pray. It's in Jesus' name. We ask these mercies. Amen. 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 And amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Manders, for praying for us tonight. We do have a preacher in the house. Um, I want to ask that Pastor Marquise Johns do us the honors of introducing this speaker who we are going to hear from. But before he gives us this introduction, because y'all need to know that God is about to drop a word in our spirit. We want you to know that we do have, have Terry Thomas with us, um, our friend who is a part of that group committed. Many of you know him from Oakwood University and so many different places. He's gifted and he's here tonight to lead us in our song of preparation and praise. So what we're going to do is we're going to introduce the speaker now, after which we will then hear from our singer, our artist for this evening. And then we're going to go right into the word. Who do we have preaching tonight? Pastor Marquis? Listen, 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 man. I believe that Corey Johnson, Corey Maurice Johnson was born preaching and his mother, Carla, could probably testify to the same. 
his first audience was his sister and his brother, Christopher. Listen, this man is a preacher. He only went to Oakwood in order to confirm what God had already conferred. He left Oakwood and went to the seminary in order to confirm what God had already conferred. He mm. left the seminary and went to Trinity Temple to serve under Dr. Norman Bowles only to confirm what God had already conferred. Come on. He is the husband of one wife, the wonderful former Morgan Waller, and they are together the parents of beautiful Corey Johnson. What you are about to hear tonight will be warm from glory and it will excite your soul, not just titillate your mind. It mm. is going to bring us closer to the throne of God. And I'm telling you right now, buckle up, because while it may be turbulent, God is at the will of Corey Johnson's life and will get us through to our destination. After this song from my little brother, Butter, Barry Thomas, come on, y'all. The next voice you're going to hear is none other than my friend, my brother, Pastor Corey Maurice Johnson. Hear ye him. Amen. Let's go ahead and listen now to Terry Thomas as he takes us to the throne. the day when my 
time pastor johnson please jump in the floor is now yours amen i almost feel like i should call for a benediction um but let's look to the lord in prayer right now our father and our god we thank you so much for this day we thank you for the opportunity to come into your presence in the virtual sanctuary we thank you lord for ordaining this moment this day this time uh, we thank you for leading and guiding us all of us who are on here watching through the leading of your holy spirit to experience what you have to say tonight. Lord, we came to hear a word from you because in your word, there's power. In your word, there's healing. In your word, there's breakthrough. In your word, there's deliverance. So speak to us today through your word. And when we leave, we won't talk about who preached or who sang, but we'll say we had an encounter with Jesus and our lives were better off because of it. Thank you in advance for what you will say to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to thank Terry for leading us into the presence of God. I want to thank him uh, for being used as an anointed vessel. I also want to thank uh, my big brother uh, now back on the West Coast for uh, introducing me. And, and I love him dearly. And I thank God for him and his presence in my life. And I think that we all, everybody, no matter where you are, should just wake up the kids, make some noise, put your hands together and praise God for uh, what the Lord has blessed and anointed James Doggett Jr. to do uh, by organizing this and putting this together. Man, I affirm you, I appreciate you, and I'm just glad to be a part of what God is doing um, through this revival. I think y'all are ready to get into the word. And so we're gonna go right to the book of John. I wanna read to everybody from the book of John chapter two, 
John chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 10. That is John chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 10. And I'm going to read you guys hearing from the English Standard Version, John chapter 2, uh, verse 1 through 10. The Bible says, on the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also invited to the wedding with his disciples, was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. Then when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, don't do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said, now draw some and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants knew who had drawn the water. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. And I want to speak this afternoon, this evening, uh, for a few moments, won't be before you long, from the topic water works. Water works. We find ourselves, I'm going to jump right into, we find ourselves in the midst of a tragedy. We find ourselves in this passage in the midst of a, uh, of a catastrophe. We find ourselves in the midst of a problem. No, I'm not talking about uh, us. I'm talking about those in the passage. Now, you might be saying, Pastor Corey, we are living in a pandemic. We are living in the context of the coronavirus. I don't have uh, the energy to hear about somebody else's basic first world problems. But I like to suggest that in this text, what we find ourselves is we find ourselves in a wedding where there's a problem. Uh, this is a catastrophe. It's a problem. It's an issue. It's something that needs to be fixed. It is an emergency. Now, I know what can look like an emergency at a wedding. I mean, the bride could not show up. That's an emergency. Uh, the groom could already be married to somebody. That's an emergency. Uh, the, the reverend, the preacher could not make it to the church. That's an emergency. But in this text, just indulge me, but in this text, we do have an emergency. It is that at their wedding reception, they run out of wine. And I know somebody here is saying, come on, Corey, how much wine do they really need? I mean, how much partying do they really need to be doing? I mean, I know what a catastrophe is. I know what an emergency is. I know what a problem is. But you mean to tell me that they stopped Jesus, interrupted his main course, interrupted him as he wanted to get a picture with the bride and groom to tell him that there's a problem. And the problem is we've run out of wine. I mean, running out of wine is not a problem. Running out of wine is a first world issue. You don't disrupt God when you've run out of wine. But you may say that because you don't understand the value of wine at a wedding. You see, in Jewish culture, wine and the presence of wine signified that there was something worth celebrating. The presence of wine is what brought 
energy, passion, zeal, and excitement, and a sense of purpose to the gathering. That when you lost wine at a wedding, it was not only something that would embarrass you socially, but it would also signify that the party was over, that the energy was lost, that the grooving was over, that the singing and the dancing was done, that you might as well pack up and go home because there was nothing left to celebrate. And the symbolic loss of wine meant that the party lost energy, passion, zeal, and purpose. And somebody may be saying, Corey, why are you preaching tonight about the loss of wine? But may I suggest that for somebody listening on here tonight, you too, and the party of your life has run out of wine. Your life has grown stuck, stagnant, and stale. Your life has grown boring. No, quarantine didn't cause you to feel monotonous. No, you've been feeling like you've been living in a quarantine for a long time. You've been feeling like you've lost your sense of energy, your sense of passion, your sense of zeal, your sense of purpose. You wake up in the morning just expecting for nothing to happen and you go to bed at night with no expectation for tomorrow. Your party is almost over because your wine has run out. And I believe that what quarantine has done for some of us is it has exposed us to how much wine has been lost in our our lives when life was normal. Can I make it plain for somebody? That it is you who now, because you have to get on Zoom for a work meeting and because now you aren't going to the office every day. And now when you wake up, you are mad. You hate logging into Zoom. You hate getting on this meeting. You realize now how much you hate your job because you've lost your sense of energy, your sense of passion, your sense of zeal, your sense of assignment. Can I come a little bit closer? And I know I'm in your homes because we're on the laptop. So let me get real in your business. Your marriage lost its wine and it took quarantine for you to realize it. Yeah, while you were going to work every day, while y'all were busy doing your own thing and you didn't have to see each other, didn't have to talk to each other, didn't have to feel the temptation to get intimate, you could ignore the fact that the wine has run out and your marriage has become dry. But now, since you can't go nowhere, now, since you can't go visit anybody else, now, because you can't destroy Distract yourselves, you're stuck with a watery marriage that has lost its sense of energy, lost its sense of passion, lost its sense of zeal. You don't even know what to do when you go to bed at night. You used to be energetic. You used to have passion. You used to have energy. Now quarantine has exposed that y'all don't even like each other. Y'all don't even know each other. You've lost your wine. And what I came to do, what I came to do tonight is speak against the spirit of existence and not living fully. I came to speak against the spirit of boredom. Yeah, the party can go on. Yeah, the music can keep playing, but you've lost the thing that gives it energy, passion, and zeal. And for many of us on here, we understand John 10, 10 as something that says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I came that you may have life. And for some Somebody tonight, you've tuned in and you've stopped at life. Yeah, you have life, but Jesus did not come to give you just life. He said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. That for somebody on here tonight, your life has become stuck. It's become stale. It's become whack. It's become boring. It's become monotonous. You feel like a mouse going on the wheel, but I came to say God has realized that just like the 
governor of New Jersey that wine stores are essential services for somebody and that even in the midst of a quarantine, God can bring back energy, passion, zeal, purpose. We need more wine. And I came to let you know that God can bring back the sense of energy. He can bring back the zeal. He can bring back the purpose. He can bring back the joy. He can bring back something that has you having expectations for today and for tomorrow. And, and here, here is what I want to focus in on. It is not, it is not, it is not, it is not that Jesus needs to make more wine. That's not what I care about. I don't care about the fact that he made more wine for a wedding. No, I think that the lesson that we need to focus in on is what he uses to fix the problem. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really care about wine tonight. Tonight, I want to talk about water. So is there anyone here who's watching in and you're saying, Pastor, um, I'm in the midst of quarantine, but I, I've been feeling stuck, stagnant, and stale. I've been feeling whack. My life's been feeling boring. I have lost this sense of waking up and saying, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. You don't, you don't have the Clark sister testimony where you're saying, I'm looking for a miracle. No, you stopped believing that the party can be passionate. Well, here's what I came to say. God can sell you not to stop the party. He can tell the DJ, don't pack up your stuff. He can tell the servers keep bringing stuff out he can tell you the party is not over so here's the question how 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 does what does god do what does jesus do well he tells me he says uh mom my, my hour is not come i don't know why you're bringing this to me and the mother i love her I, I can imagine her she's a black woman so when jesus says my hour has not come uh she don't even respond to jesus no no she don't respond and just says okay what did you okay um servants whatever he says to do Y'all do it. And so Jesus tells the servants, he tells the servants, the first thing he tells them to do is he says, we run out of wine. We need to bring back energy, bring back passion, bring back zeal, bring back a sense of purpose, bring back the celebrations to the party. And so what he does is he tells them to go to the door of, of the wedding reception hall, the house. And he says, get these water pots. passion, zeal, purpose, joy, uh, you've got to submit to the authority of Jesus. Okay, okay, you've got to submit to the authority of Jesus. I don't want to lose you on the first point, but this is important. Um, you've got to submit to the authority of Jesus. Jesus says, I'm, I'm going to do the miracle. I, I ain't going to, I'm going to release that tension. I'm going to do the miracle, but I want to show you how I'm going to do it. Um, go to the front of the house and bring me these water pots bring me these water pots. Now you have to understand these water pots were not there for decoration. No, no, these water pots were not there because they looked good. No, that's not why the water pots were at the door. You see, to understand this, you have to understand uh, Jewish rites and rituals of purification. You see, whenever someone was coming into a house, you would have big pots and jars of water that would be filled with water because uh, if you were coming into someone's house, it would be rude not to come in from the dirty outside roads and not wash your feet when you were coming into someone's house. Oh, stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Or, or when you were about to come in for a feast, it would be rude. This, this happened before uh, coronavirus showed up. It would be rude to eat and not wash your hands before you ate a meal. You had to wash your hands. Amen, somebody. And so they would have these water pots positioned for a certain purpose. These water pots had a predetermined purpose. But Jesus says, you've 
got a need that you need me to fill. Now, I am going to tell you to give me these pre-purposed water pots and turn over the authority of the water pots to me so that I can use the water pots for what I deem necessary to bring you the miracle. And can you imagine if somebody had an attitude because Jesus told them that he wanted the water pots? No, no, Jesus, you can't have these water pots. We already voted for these water pots to be used for this. No, no, no. My grandmother, my grandfather built this water pot from his bare hands. And, and we've traditionally used these water pots for purification. These water pots were designed to hold water. You can't put wine in these water pots. No, I know that you're the miracle worker, but I'm not willing to submit the authority over the thing that we love to you so that you could blow our mind. And for some of us, we love our water pots more than we desire the miracle. There are churches who love their water pots, and that's why they ain't seen no wine in their, in their pews. They love their water pots, and that's why they haven't seen God blow anybody's mind. There are some ministries that love the traditional use of the water pot, but I believe that if Jesus is in the house and he's going to be the miracle worker, you've got to be willing to submit your water pots to Jesus because he can do what better than what you thought you could do with those old raggedy water pots. And this is not just a sermon about ecclesiology. No, this is about my own existence existentially, that there are some stuff that I've been holding on to because I don't trust that Jesus can take a mirror to take my mess and turn it into a miracle if I just submit some stuff over to him. But is there anyone on here that can admit that when you gave and turned your water pots over to Jesus, he blew your mind and made a miracle out of the mundane. That's what I came to say. Some of us are praying for a miracle, but Jesus is saying, turn your water pot over to me. Turn your career over to me. Turn your family over to me. Turn your plans over to me. And I'll take the water pot and blow your mind. I can't hear you, but I believe there's someone in the virtual sanctuary that can say, when I look over my life hmm, and I think things over, I've seen Jesus make more, make miracles, do crazy stuff, do miraculous stuff, do stupid stuff that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, hasn't even been able to enter into my heart. Take my water pot. Take the water pot. You got to submit. You got to submit. You got to submit. You got to submit authority. You got to give it over to him. But I, that's not, I'm almost done. But number two, here's what blows my mind. It's not that he just takes the water pots, um, but it's what he puts in the water pots. You see, uh, uh, Jesus, um, we got a need. We run out of wine. And Jesus says, okay, you run out of wine. Uh, fill the pots with not wine water. Okay, Jesus, you missed that. You missed the direction. Uh, I don't know if you, something got lost in translation. Um, we don't need water. We have water. <laughs> we need wine. And Jesus says, I heard you. So take the water pots and fill the pots with water. Can I, can I give you point number two? And not only do you need to submit to the authority of Jesus, but point number two, uh, you've got to be careful about what you declare before Jesus says a word, okay? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, they, 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 they realize that they've run out of wine. 
they run out of wine. Wine is the need. Jesus says, take what you do have, these pots, and fill what you do have with what you already have. Now, here's the problem. You are going to be frustrated because I'm asking you to do something that you can't even see will turn into what you need. I know it makes you feel crazy, right? It feels, feels ridiculous. Filling them full, these big old jars. He says, but I need you to take the jar and fill the jar with water. Watch this, watch this. Now, here's, here's, why, here's why you all listening, here's why you can't shout, um, because you don't understand uh, the makeup of wine. You gotta understand the makeup of wine. And so because some of y'all have never drank wine, um, 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 you don't understand uh, the shout and the miracle in this. Um, Jesus says, watch this, watch what you say, because we often say, I have nothing. And, and if we are not clear, we will say, I have nothing. And Jesus will say, no, don't say I have nothing, say I don't have wine. Yeah, yeah, it's right, it's right, it's right. You don't have wine, but don't say you don't. You have nothing. He says, fill the pots with water. Now, when I did my research, what I understood was that in ancient times, in ancient times, in ancient times, uh, wine was 85% water. Actually, the higher the quality of the wine was the higher the percentage of the water. Oh, I feel like preaching this thing. So that Jesus says, I know what you don't have, but you don't even know that what you you need, you already have 85% of it. Oh my God, that you have more left than you have of what you lost. And the problem for some of us is that we become so preoccupied with what we don't have that we don't see the value in what we do have. I came to preach to somebody, not about celebrating wine. I came to ask you in the midst of quarantine, in the midst of a difficult season, in the midst of life throwing hell at you, to stop for a second and celebrate not the wine, but the water. Because as long as I've got water, I've got the potential and the basis of wine, but I can't have wine if I don't first have water. And the problem for many of us is that comparison is the enemy of joy. And so because we are so preoccupied with what we don't have, we can't shout and celebrate what we do have. Or for many of us, watch this, because we don't have what we think we need, we don't use what we already have. I know there's somebody in here who's mad. You frustrated. You a pastor. You a preacher. And you're mad because you feel like nobody can hear the gospel because we can't gather in church. No, nobody can hear the gospel. We can't worship. We can't praise. But we can't gather in church. But right now, mm, our churches are closed, but somebody's hearing the gospel. We did not have our building, but we did have internet. We may not have internet, but you did call in on Zoom that we are here preaching with the quarantine revival because James said, while we can't use what we need, let's make do with what we have. And am I talking to anyone in here that can celebrate not for the wine, but that you've got water? Somebody is watching from your home and you're mad because you are quarantined in a two-bedroom apartment. Well, watch this. When you come home and you put your keys in the door, guess what? It unlocks, it opens, and you can take off your Shoes, put your own socks on your own couch and guess what it's mine and am I preaching to anyone in here who can give God a praise for the water in your life I ain't worried about what I don't have I want to celebrate what I do have I want to celebrate the house that's mine I want to celebrate the apartment that's mine I want to celebrate the car that's mine no it ain't a Bentley but it gets me from point A to point B may not have a car but I've got a bus pass may not have a bus pass but I can call Uber may 
may not have Uber, but I can ride a bike. May not have a bike, but I've got two feet. And guess what? They're mine. And is there anyone in here in the midst of quarantine when life is not going the way you expected it to go who can stop and say, I did not die. I still got some breath. So let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Am I preaching to anyone in here who wants to stop being so worried about what you don't have that you don't see the value in what you do have? Baby, I thank you for being you. You ought to thank your husband for being your husband, farting and all, smelling and all, forgetful for all. It's good to me because you're mine. You ought to thank your wife for being who she is. You may not be what other people need, but you're exactly what I need and you're mine. Yeah, yeah, it's mine. I got water. Yeah, yeah, I know, no, this point ain't about wine. This is about water. And I know you're waiting for me to run on to shout about the wine, but is there anyone in here who can shout about the water? Lord, I thank you for the water. I thank you for what's mine. The career is mine. The anointing is mine. The job is mine. The calling is mine. This church is mine. This family is mine. I thank you for it, right? But here's the problem. Oh my goodness, watch this. Watch this, I'm, I'm done, I'm done. Here's the problem. Uh, you can't celebrate the, you can't celebrate the water um, because the water ain't, ain't the wine, right? And I understand it. It's not wine. It ain't what you need. But Jesus told me to tell you something. And here's the secret. Um, here it is. It won't be wine until you work it. Oh, okay. 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 I know. I know. That's, that's not fun. That's not fun. Log off. That ain't fun. That ain't, that ain't shoutable, right? No, 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 no. Jesus told me to tell you that you are mad for what something is not while you are refusing to invest in what it can be. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Watch this, watch this y'all, here it is, here it is. We fail to understand how much of the possibilities of life are already at our disposal if we would shift our perspective and use what we already have. Okay, 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 watch this, watch this. Jesus says, okay, fill the pots with water, right, and take, the water to the master. Okay, you missed it. 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 You missed it because you thought you thought that Jesus looked at the water and said, "Become wine," and that the water became wine. No, 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 no. He said, "Fill the pots with water, and take it to the master." If you read this and understand, what you'll find is that Jesus gives them water and it never becomes wine until they have to walk with the water. Oh my God. That it's possible that Jesus is calling us to walk with what is not until it becomes what can be. Oh, I feel like preaching to somebody today that you sometimes have got to walk with water when it doesn't even look like it can be wine because God says, if you can be faithful with the water, then you can really enjoy the wine because the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. That God is calling some of us to take the water that we have and walk with the water, work with the water, cultivate the water, step out with the water. Lord, I'm taking a step. I'm afraid I'm going to get embarrassed. I don't know what's going to happen when I get there, but I'm going to keep on walking. Lord, it's still clear. I can still see through it. I don't see a hint of red, but I'm going to keep walking with it. I don't know when it's going to change. I don't know how it's going to change. I feel further from you. 
I'm getting closer to my destination and I still don't see red, but I'm gonna keep on walking until that which I'm walking with turns into the thing that I need. It does not become wine until they walk with water with enough stupid radical faith to believe that at some point, I don't know when, this raggedy water is going to turn into wine. Now, here's what blew my mind. God told me to tell you, you got to walk with the water. No, no, no. It ain't on you to know when it's going to become wine. Work with what you have. Be faithful with what you have. Find joy in what you have, and he'll bless it when you've already been appreciative of it. Walk with the water. That's the word for somebody. Watch this, because when you walk with the water, that's when the water works. Oh, I feel like preaching to somebody today. I said, when you walk with the water, that's when the water works. You see, they didn't know that as long as they walked with the water, that the water was working on their behalf. No, I ain't talking about water, H2O. No, I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus Christ as the living water, that as they're walking with the water, the living water is working on their behalf. Oh my God, to turn the water they're walking with into the wine that they need. And is there anyone in here who's learned that when you learn how to walk with Jesus, walk with him when you don't know the destination, walk with him when things ain't going right. That's when you see the transformation that you need in your life. Walk with the wine. Well, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done, y'all. I'm done here. Here it is. Here it is. I'm, I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to give this to you. And I promise you, I'm going to get out of your way. Here it is. The man, the man gets the water. The man gets the water. And the Bible says that when he drank the water that became wine, he realized that it was a miracle. Here's the problem. Can I release attention? Can I release attention? Can I release attention? For many of us, this word is rough. It's hard on you because uh, here's a problem. You've got too good of a memory. You have too good of a memory. You have too good of a memory. And so because you were always recapitulating what used to be, you don't have the, the energy to see what can be. You see, the problem for many of us, I'm done, here it is, here it is. I'm, I'm just gonna just, just make it real awkward. The problem for many of us is that we are so preoccupied with what we lost that we don't see the potential or the value in what we have left. Okay. Okay. So here it is. Here it is. Here it is. You're so worried about what you lost. You know, there's always somebody saying what our marriage used to be and what she used to do and what he used to do and, and the joy I used to have and the life I used to have. I, remember, they had wine. It's not that they never had wine before. They lost the wine. And when they lost the wine, they are so reminiscent of the memory of what it was like when they had wine that they can't see the value in the water. But for many of us, we are so preoccupied, I'm through, with what we lost that we don't see the value in what we've got left. I make it plain, I make it plain. Let me tell you, one of the benefits of being a preacher and having a child is that children give sermon illustration. And so one day I was, I was having dinner with my baby, my daughter, Corey. I was having dinner with her and the Lord started speaking to me. He really did, he started speaking me because talking about uh, so worried about what you lost that you don't see what you've got left. Watch this. Uh, my daughter, my daughter, she likes to eat these crackers, these crackers, these long teething crackers are good for the teeth and they taste good to her. And so she breaks them up and she eats them and she eats them and she eats them. I mean, she loves these things. They're her favorite food. And so I, one day my daughter, I've realized a pattern that whenever she's sitting in her high chair and eating these crackers, she gets done really, really fast. I mean, she gets done really fast. And whenever she's done eating and when she She's done really, really fast. Uh, she begins to make some noise. 
and, and she begins to cry and she begins to say, you know, dad, dad, and slam on the high chair because, because she's run out of crackers. She's run out, she's done. She wants more, right? And then I realized after a while that my daughter really gets frustrated. I mean, she really begins to cry. Her, her, her countenance just drops when she runs out of crackers, when she runs out of what she's enjoying. She runs out, she lost it, she's done. She's eating it all, so she thinks. And so she, she will start crying and calling on her daddy when she runs out of her crackers. But then I begin to notice something whenever I check her high chair when she's done eating. After she's done crying, I give her more crackers and then she'll be done with it and she'll start crying. And every time I pick her up out of her high chair, what falls to the floor out of her lap are crackers that she was crying about. You see, she broke the crackers, but more crackers got into her lap than she ate. She didn't understand that while she thought she lost crackers, she didn't realize what she had left. Oh, that's I'm done right there. That for somebody today, you are just like my daughter. You are crying about what you lost, but you don't even see what you've got left. And is there anyone in here on the quarantine revival who could say, devil, I ain't going to just cry about what I've lost, but I want to thank God that I've got something left. I ain't going to just cry about the wine I've lost. I'm going to celebrate the water that I've got left. And that's what you ought to say to the devil in the midst of this pandemic. Yeah, I lost wine, but I still got water. You haven't taken everything away from me. I still got some joy. You haven't taken all my peace. You haven't taken all my praise. You haven't taken all my worship. You haven't taken all my anointing. You haven't taken all my worship. So that's what I came to say to somebody today. You ought to in your bedroom and in your living room and wherever you're watching, just say, Lord, I thank you that I may have lost some stuff, but I still got some stuff back. And watch this. God will take what you've got left and turn what you've got left into what you've lost. I came to let somebody know today that God can take water and turn water into wine. Well, how do I know? Well, this is how you know. Take your laptop or take your phone and go look in the mirror because you two were water that God had to work with and that God had to walk with. But is there anybody watching tonight that can say, I was water, but God took the water, worked with the water and turned me into wine? No, I haven't always been wine, haven't always gotten everything right, but God's been patient with me. And that's what I came to celebrate. So here's what I came to say. Don't stop the party. Tell the DJ, turn the music up. Tell the servers, keep it going. Tell everybody, get on the dance floor because God is turning my water into wine. And when the master tastes the water turned wine, he says, I thought you served the good stuff first. I know how you people do. I thought you served the good stuff first. But what I just had made that taste cheap. That maybe God is allowing your wine to turn to water so that he can show you 
that his wine is better than yours. And he will do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. Father, tonight, Father, tonight, there's somebody in here, somebody watching online tonight, bitter, angry, frustrated, silently mad at you because things have become dry, because life is not what they expected it to be. They, 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 they feel stagnant. They are existing, but they're not living. Father, we thank you that you can take what we have and turn it into what we need. Father, change our perspective of our water. Show us what you can do with our water. Help us to become patient with our water. Help us to begin to value and work with our water until we believe that you'll turn it into wine. Father, we thank you that you're able to supply every single one of our needs. So my prayer tonight, Father, for whoever is watching this, that you will bring back the energy in their life, bring back the passion in their life, bring back the zeal in their life, bring back purpose, bring back joy, restore them, replenish them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And amen. Ladies and gentlemen, God has spoken tonight through his manservant. And we are so appreciative, Pastor Corey Johnson, that you came through and were faithful you. to the call. You reminded us that God can turn water into wine. We need that passion back. We need that verve, that vitality. We need that heat, that fervency back. We need that purpose back. And tonight you reminded us that God can turn water into wine. We're going to keep on walking. <laughs> yes, yes, and that yes, water is yes, going to yes. start working for us. And we got to know that it is Jesus within us that, oh my Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm believing God for transformation. Let me mm -hmm. talk about myself. I'm believing God as a result of what you declared tonight through this prophetic word that God is in the midst of transforming me, that I'm going higher, that what God has in front of me is better than what I had behind me, that God does have a purpose and a plan, <laughs> a specified agenda for my days. And I need to tell God tonight that I'm willing to submit. Oh, your first point tonight was submit. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm encouraging you to just like me, let's recommit our lives to God. Let's submit ourselves afresh. Let us in this, this moment, not allow this word to tantalate, uh, tantalize us to get our adrenaline pumping, our blood flowing, to get goosebumps going up and down our spine. No, we want more than to shout in this message. We need for God to allow this to be a transformative moment for us. And I believe that I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone. I see Pastor Marquise John shaking his hands, Lord, his I'm head. Listening. I see Dr. Uh, Mander shaking his head. Tonight, God spoke through you, man of God. And we receive this word. We receive this word. We, of course, like we do every single night, need to pray because you pray for the people. We need to pray for you. We're going to pray that God would pour back into you, that he would take you and make your, your, your future better than what you've experienced already. There are greater exploits for you, Corey Johnson. God is about to take you higher. There's a new dimension that you're about to enter right now. And we got to pray a prayer of covering, a prayer that God would have his way with you. We need to pray for elevation right now. I'm going to do this tonight. I'm praying. I'm asking for two prayers. I'm asking that Pastor Marquise Johns, you would begin. And I'm, then I'm going to ask that you, Dr. Manders, would conclude. Let's go to God in prayer right now, right now. Father in heaven, 
Lord, we thank you for the man of God. We ask that you would put a hedge about him and his family during this season of pandemic, that what he is on the other side of this will be greater than what he was coming into it. God, let that word that he spoke resonate not only with us, yes. but also in his own heart, that yes. he would continue to walk knowing that as he moves closer to the destination the master has declared, yes. he will become that which he could not even have imagined. Mm. So bless him, God. Be yes. with Morgan, God. Be with yes. Corey, God. Be yes. with his father-in-law, God. You know what's going on in their lives and how much they need you in this hour. So pray, God, that you would throw your weight around. Show yes. yourself strong in his and their lives mm -hmm. is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen Jesus name. and amen and amen. amen. Father, we continue to lift up before you, your manservant who came with a powerful word tonight. We thank you that he taught us that we need to submit ourselves mm -hmm, to you. Mm -hmm. you, you. You taught us, Lord, that we need to work with what we have. Yeah. We need to let you walk with us with what we are doing. Mm -hmm. And that we need to let you uh, work, work in us. Mm -hmm. We thank you, Father, that you have the transforming grace and power. Yes, Lord to change us. Yeah. We thank you that you are very deliberate tonight mm -hmm. and speak to our hearts. Mm -hmm. And this is your moment now while we're yielded and still. Yes. Yeah. Bring about the change, the transformation. Please. We don't want to come out of this revival the same. Mm -hmm. So God, please do your work in us. Yes. Thank you for your manservant. You put the word in his mouth. Thank you. You put life in his soul. Yes. Holy Ghost in his heart. Yes. And fire in his bones. Yes. And as a quarantine revival family, we just want to praise and make ah, yes, Lord. that what's before us is greater Ooh. than what's behind us. Yes, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celebrate yeah, 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 right yeah. now that you are the living Lord. You are the water of life. Yes. Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. So thank you for satisfying our need tonight mm -hmm. through your word. May we walk in it now. May you work it and yes. may we witness your glory. Yes. Again, baptize us afresh and anew. Yes, Lord. And bless your servant, Corey Johnson. Mm -hmm. Touch him again, pour into him, mm -hmm. and continue to keep him and use him for your glory. Mm -hmm. Yes, in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, as we do each and every night, I got to let you know that there are opportunities that you have to give so that those around you who are in financial crisis can receive resources that they so desperately need. I want to remind you of those avenues that you can use to give to these families who are in financial crisis. But after I share with you these avenues, where you can go with the Cash App, where you can go with PayPal, I feel moved to play a song for you as we just continue in worship tonight. I'm going to play a song for you, and it's entitled Water to Wine. It's by Hillsong. And I'm going to let, I'm going to encourage you. So if you don't have to go nowhere, if you don't have anything pressing on your agenda tonight, just bask in this moment, marinate in this word. And I want to show you right now. Let me go ahead and go there. If you desire to give, then tonight you can go to the cash app and you can give by sending your C to the money sign, the quarantine revival. That's cash app. The money sign, the quarantine revival. Every cent goes towards families who are in financial need. We then want to provide you an opportunity to give by going over to tgt.gifts forward slash God's child forever. Um, that is a registry where a young lady who just had her baby 
needs some more diapers. And we're thanking all of you who've gone there and have blessed her already. TGT.gifts forward slash God's child forever. And then, of course, we want to provide you the opportunity to give via PayPal. And that is by using the Gmail account, thequarantinerevival at gmail.com. Again, that's PayPal, thequarantinerevival at gmail.com. At this time, again, we say thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor Corey Johnson. You were used by God mightily tonight. And at this time, I'm just going to allow all of you who still are, are tuned in to listen to this song and to allow God to minister a little bit longer to your heart. Again, this is Water to Wine, the Hill Song song. God bless you. The great enemy of writing isn't your own lack of talent, it's being interrupted by a
Wow.